0: Welcome to the Run Strong Run podcast, where I amplify inspiring voices from the back of the pack and loudly proclaim, all runners count. Without further ado, here's this week's Inspiring Runner. I'm so excited. I'm joined here today with Danielle. Her story is just so inspirational on this journey to run 12 full marathons in one year on her way to becoming a marathon maniac. But again, you're going to want to tune in carefully to her story again of where she's come from and where she is today. So without further ado, here's Danielle, better known as Wow Wow Danielle on Instagram. And so Danielle, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, and thank you, Run Strong Rum, the best pacer ever, Stephanie, the best. Literally, you all, she's the best.
0: Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. We got to meet one another recently um, in November of 2023 at the Seattle Marathon, and we started together in the six hour pace group. And then together, we both fell off the six hour pace group at the halfway point to join forces with our good friend Sandra Big Fit. I run, but Danielle, it was just such a joy to share that, those 26.2 miles with you, and we got to hang out and talk too on that weekend. I got to hear more from your story and I was like, oh my goodness, your story is just so inspirational that other people need to hear it. So I was like, I need you on this podcast. Let's go ahead and say, where did you, where, where did you start from? Like what got you to this point of running
1: marathons? It's been quite a journey. And if I could be completely honest at this moment is never in a million years would I I have, or anyone in my circle have ever said, would they have ever say that I would be running a marathon and officially training for my first ultra hundred K I know, um, they would not have ever said that about me because just precisely about three years ago in November of 2020, I was around three at my heaviest. I was 390 pounds. And at the moment of when you know I decided enough is enough, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired and my household was facing some other health issues. And we all know the rule of thumb when you're a mother is, plus we run the household in most instances. And if you're not on board and other members in your household are struggling, then they can't really accomplish anything. Because we, as the moms, we do, you know, the majority of the cooking and all those things. And my daughter was facing needing to get healthy, was needing to lose weight for her health. And, um, I wasn't on that bandwagon. And so she was struggling and I said, enough is enough. And I jumped on and boy, did I never think it was going to take me here to running marathons and chasing insane goals in such a short amount of time. I mean, we're talking three years. I've gone from never running a, let's, let's face it. I was that kid in high school that like faked having a fever to get out of the one mile run. Yeah. You know? So,
0: so to, to date, how,
1: how much weight have you lost? Um. So goals change goals, you know, evolve, but in the very beginning, up until last year, I had lost 186 pounds. Wow um and now, that's all naturally all naturally no gimmicks no surgeries no prescription medications um just eating right getting that movement in and you know making better overall choices in your day-to-day life um in the very beginning um i did detox from alcohol refined things and all those things So I would say that probably initially kicked off my weight loss very rapidly Mm -hmm. because, you know, you you go right into a calorie deficit and you start moving and you do things that your body has never seen. You didn't. Yeah. The weight drops very easily. Um, and the weight did initially drop very steadily and very quickly over that initial first two years. Um, and while my weight loss was never the main focus, I always say that my weight loss was a byproduct of choices, meaning I chose to eat healthier. I chose to get daily movement in and the weight loss just came with those things, but it was never, people ask me over and over again, well, how much weight do you want to lose? How much do you know, how much did you want to lose? And my answer always goes back to, it was never about the number on the scale. It was just about being able to do things that I wasn't able to do with my family And goals that I wanted, you know, my dream still is to be able to take my kids now to Disneyland and to go ride a ride on a roller coaster because in the last 15 years, I've not been able to do that. Um, There was an honest moment probably when my daughter was around maybe nine or 10 years old that I took her to a theme park and I couldn't ride the ride. And those things kind of, right, as a mother, those things hold on to you. And when the timing was right, it was kind of like enough is enough. So talk us talk about that first
0: um, getting started. I mean, it, it sounds like you kind of had an aha moment. It was kind of like your daughter is what spurred you on to make, make this change because you saw that she needed um, to make a change for her health. And so as a mom, of course, our children um, take top priorities in our life. But how difficult was that? Like just that initial like getting started phase?
1: I think that because in years past, you know, over, over a roughly probably 15 years of my life, I have been overweight since probably middle school. I have always been on the heavier side and the weight just slowly ticked on through four pregnancies, you know, having four beautiful kids, the weight just kind of always ticked on. And I attempted, you know, many, many over years times I attempted trending diets, fad diets, do this thing, you'll lose X, Y, Z, this product, you'll lose X, Y, Z. And you do, right? But it never stays because they're unrealistic Mm -hmm. trending things that you can't maintain for the years to come. And so you quit them. And then what happens? The weight comes right back on. And so my goal, when I made that initial choice back in November of 2020, my goal was to not do any of those things and was to simply choose what can I do every day to be 1% better? What better choices can I make to change tomorrow's outcome? And when I looked at it from that perspective, it took away all those fears, right? Of so many women and people in general who are, you know, wanting to lose weight is we want to jump on that bandwagon of we want to make a million different changes, but because we're making too many, we can't maintain that. Mm-hmm. And so from years of doing tons of horrible fad dieting that never worked, I wanted something that I could sustainably do for the rest of my life to maintain a healthier lifestyle. And by a byproduct of choices of, I was very fortunate as, um, I did have a good group of friends, um, at that time that <laughs> that are, I reference in, um, big fit. I runs, uh, run your life magazine is I mention them as my crazy running friends. And now we are part of that group, right. Of where we're out there inspiring other people to want to get running. And my running friends kept inviting me, kept inviting me. And they're like, come join us for a race. You'll love it. Come join us. And my journey started with just getting up and taking, at that time, my two littles were literally a baby, an infant, and just barely one years old. And I just got out every day pushing them in the Bob stroller. And my objective every day was just to go a little bit farther and go a little bit faster. And that kind of just slowly, I would say, ticked on to, you know, I honestly never considered myself a runner until literally about maybe two years ago, barely. That first year, I just kind of said I was a walker, a jogger, right? I was just out there for movement. Um, But then in May of 2021, my crazy running friends convinced me to sign up for my first 10K. And I said yes. And I thought, they're insane. I was terrified to do it because I was still at that time roughly around um, maybe about 240-ish pounds, 230 pounds. And so I was scared. Are there going to be people that look like me? Is it going to be welcoming? Are people going to be staring at me? Like, those are all the things that were my fear. Mm-hmm. And luckily, my my friend who I love her, um, she was like, no, this is a race that is going to be welcoming. It's going to be a great community. Everyone's going to cheer you on and you're going to love it. And it was, it was the Snohomish Women's Run. It was a race designed for women. And boy, crossing the finish line of that race was everything. And that made me get hooked right then and there. Of I don't know, that finish line feeling is you did it, right? And it hooked me. And well, so the last two years, I've just been crossing that finish line like a crazy person. That finish line feeling is so. Real and so,
0: and like, there's nothing like that first finish line. I mean, just now, as you were talking about that, I couldn't help but get goosebumps and tears welling up in my eyes because, uh, yeah, it makes you feel so unstoppable and so powerful. It makes you wonder, like, well, what else can I do? Like, I want more of this feeling. But I love that, Danielle, how you were fill, filled with this fear of, um, kind of like the unknown. I mean, it's your first race, the fear of, um, being in. In the back of the pack like right you talked about how you didn't really consider yourself to be a runner like you called yourself still like a walker or a jogger which um can we talk about how much i hate that word jogger like it really triggers me because you are a runner regardless of the pace you run regardless of the distance you run you are a runner so if you're listening or watching this right now just know you are a runner jogger oh man i that just word just really triggers me but um <laughs> So
1: we- with you now on that. Yes. That word triggers me now too. Um, I, I agree with that because in the very beginning I was terrified to feel like I was running back then. I think I was like so ecstatic when I finished that first race. I think it was around about 18, 19 minutes a mile. Um, so I'm like, I'm not a runner, that's too slow, right? So I'm a walker. And it took me a while, and actually, I didn't really grasp that I was considered a runner until finding Sandra. Um, I big fit. I run and watching all her content, and I was like, "No, I'm a runner." Mm-hmm. And so, I think that is a big help that we need to push out there. Is you know those concepts that we are runners, no matter our pace.
0: Yes. No matter the pace, no matter the distance. Okay. So you got to that 10K. Mm -hmm. And then now you've run eleven full marathons to date. So and yeah, not too long of a time period, Danielle. You've gone from like thinking a 10K with your friends are running is crazy to now um almost there to that marathon maniac official title standpoint. So what got you made that leap
1: happen from a 10K to then a full marathon? Well, so then I did the 10K in May of 2021 and then I was hooked, but then I already felt like I was already running. You know, I was running so much at that point every day um, that I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for a half marathon now because speed has never been a goal of mine and uh, I don't knock it. I appreciate those who value it and who love it, but for me, it is just about getting up, getting out, getting moving and celebrating what our body is possible of achieving. And that does not include a time for me. And so I was just like, okay, let's sign up for a half marathon. That's the next big, that's the next step from a 10 K. And so in October of 2021, I ran my first half marathon and then I ran that and I ran then throughout 2021, I ran, I believe three more half marathons and it just kind of, I'm up for a challenge. I seek the thrill of doing something I haven't done. And so then I was like, okay, I'll sign up for a marathon. And so then November, uh, so then I spent all of 20, right, 2022 training for, Marathon and then November of 2022, I ran the Seattle Marathon as my first marathon and it hooked me. Um, that marathon level, that distance, I truly say for me personally, it's a magical distance. Mm -hmm. It's hard, it's grueling, but it's also exhilarating because the reward of the challenge of it and then crossing the finish line is not like what I can get. There's just no other feeling that I can say it's such a challenge, but yet so rewarding. And that distance kind of captured me. And I wasn't quite ready to commit to something bigger last year. And so a friend of my, my dear loving crazy running friend who was also a marathon maniac. She's like, we'll do a marathon maniac challenge this year to keep yourself occupied. (laughs) And so then I was initially going to go for just the three and 90 days. And well, I crushed that three and 90 days. And I'm a person who I survive on bigger goals. I survive on something more because without that dedication, I believe that with, you know, when you set a goal, there is a level of dedication, consistency, and you you chose to do it, you signed up for it, you said it, so you've got to do it. Now, whether you accomplish it in the end, I'm I'm about the process. The process is where I feel you get the most reward. And so I was like, okay, well, why don't I keep going? There's a bigger reward for doing 12 in 365 days. So let's do that. So here I am on number 10.
0: Number and... 10, I love that. Like I, I mean again just just like your progression 2021 it was a 10k, 2022 you you crushed your first marathon, then 2023 has brought marathon maniac crushing working your way towards this status of just boom marathon after boom marathon after boom marathon i love too how you talked about how this marathon distance uh, it captivated you i mean of course i've also love full marathons it's it it's crazy i mean i don't know about you but is is there still a point during a marathon where you question your sanity and you're like oh my goodness this is this is painful uh why am i doing this does that happen to you or is that only in my head
1: um no definitely for me it is literally right around mile 24. Um right around that area my brain starts to go why are you doing this? <laughs> this is hor- this is horrible, right? I'm tired. Why am I still going? Like you can quit. You don't need it. You don't need to do the finish, but then that part of my brain that says no, you've gone 24 you've gotten 24. You're not, you're not quitting now. We don't quit. And I truly have had a mentality over this last three years is I refuse to quit. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that in life, I've had some challenges in my past life. And every time you quit, you just end up right back in the same position, right? You never grow. You don't learn. Change will never occur if you're always quitting what you start and so I go into every race, every run with the mentality of just one more mile and every mile. I just keep repeating that until I finish what I've set. Set I'm going to finish. And so I would say that's around 24 for me. That's so, cr- that's
0: so crazy for me to hear about 24. Cause for myself, like once I hit like mile 23, I'm like, oh, I got a 5k left. Okay. I, I got this is like in the bag. But for me, I would say like miles 18, 19, 20, I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, even, even, as a marathon pacer, I mean, I want people to know that even though I pace marathons now so often and I pace that six hour rock star group, um, yeah, I mean like I'm still traversing 26.2 miles. I'm still running 26.2 miles along with you. And, and it is still a, a mental challenge, but just kind of like what you said, it, we love that challenge. That, that's what we live for is that challenge. And then that feeling of accomplishing this that you set out to accomplish. I love too, that you said like, I'm not going to quit. And so next for you, you're setting your sights. I see you're now officially registered for a hundred K and that's in April of 2024. Is that correct?
1: No, no. October 26 is Havelina 100. <laughs> okay. October and look at this October
0: that's going to be celebrating your third year anniversary of running that first 10k I love that so you're going from a 10k to a hundred k in the span of three years
1: yep that's right I don't um I've since I've hit that registration button and I got that confirmation number this last few days like I've been getting a lot of messages and I've i it still hasn't a hundred percent registered, but I'm like, I I did that. Yep. I'm I'm doing it. And that's because that is the part of me in me that if it's not scaring you to death, if it's not terrifying you, the goal that you have set for yourself, then the goal isn't hard enough. Mm, um love that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my mentality of of thinking, if it doesn't terrify you, then you're not challenging yourself enough. And I live for the challenge and I live for what that challenge will bring me in my training and my consistency, not the total necessary outcome of getting faster or getting skinnier, because those things I don't believe are outcomes that you need. Um, if they're a goal of yours, great. Um, but I don't recognize those goals myself. Um, it's just the process and doing something that terrifies you.
0: I love that. And you know it too? It sounds like you are someone who's very courageous because that's the definition of courage and someone who's courageous. It's feeling the fear, yet doing it anyways. So I can believe that there is this fear in you of, oh my goodness, 100K. Like, what in the world am I thinking? I mean, I've never done an ultra marathon before it is on my bucket list of things to do. So I'm very inspired by you, Danielle, but yeah, you're, you're feeling this fear and you're doing it anyways. That is the definition of courage. So amazing. So let's talk about now soon to be an ultra marathon or marathon maniac. So you have to fuel your body. You have to hydrate. So what are some
1: go-to, um, fueling sources for you or hydration? Um, so I have used, um, strictly Humagel gel since the beginning of my journey, um, of running. When I set out, I knew nothing about running. I knew nothing about anything. Um, but when my friends are like, you, you're running more than a 5k Danielle, you need to start feeling your body. Otherwise you're just going to crash and." And hit the cave and you're not going to be able to survive your running, which I was because I was not feeling, I was very, and that's something too that I would have to say is throughout my journey is I have had to learn to accept, um, eating more that I have had to change my goals from being in a weight loss type mode to now I'm an endurance athlete and I need to feel my body as an endurance athlete, but those things, weight loss and fueling your body for long distances, they don't go together. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of pick and you have to choose what is your goal. And I will admit that through this year of 10 marathons, and it is a question that really irks me when people do kind of, you know, have noticed that I have gained about 30 pounds throughout 10 marathons I have gained and everyone's like I don't understand you're running so much why would you gain weight but I'm I'm not eating in a calorie deficit so I can't be in weight loss mode um but I have chosen Humagel because I am a big person on I don't like refined sugars I refrain from dairy so I choose things that are more vegan type products I'm not 100% vegan <laughs> but i like products that are more vegan and humagel is where i landed because they are a vegan um based product and there's not too many on the market there's only really really about three brands that are strictly vegan friendly um so i landed with humagel and i have exclusively used them since the beginning of when i started fueling which was after my 10k so for my half marathon i started using my, in my training humagel
0: I love it. And are you like prescribed? Like, do you, do you have a gel like every 45 minutes or is it more mileage or what's kind of your strategy
1: there? So I have learned a lot, you know, over these years, I have never hired a professional coach. I have never hired a dietitian. Um, I have just done this all by research, watching other people, you know, official nutritionists fueling for athletes. And I have landed on doing, I do one gel every three miles, but I am starting to notice that I need to now switch that. And I am now going to be switching to because I just tried it for this last marathon on Sunday and I did fueling every 30 minutes. And I noticed way more energy at the end than doing it every three miles. So, in my pr- past nine marathons it was every 3 miles but now i'm switching it to every 30 minutes i love that yeah it's, and it, that's kind of what life is about
0: is you you try this you try that and it's all about reflecting learning and growing uh, so I know you and I have talked about like doing like run, walk intervals, and I know the first half of the Seattle marathon, my go-to race strategy when I pace the six hour marathon is run 90 seconds, walk 90 seconds. And so you got to, got a little taste of that for the Seattle marathon, that first half. Uh, so I'm curious, did you give that a shot
1: uh, in this most recent marathon? So I don't know if you noticed that finish time in my video, I was so proud of that because I did your your run um, walk method for this marathon and it was bomb and I finished it and that was powering through even some areas In this was a, a trail race, not a road race. So there was some deep wood running and I was not used to rocks and trees and branches and stuff being in a very narrow path. So that was new to me, but I still, I, I I lost a little bit of pace in those areas, but then I regained it by when there was flat areas. So, um, but otherwise girl, your method is perfect.
0: Perfect. (laughs) well good i'm so glad that you enjoyed that and so yeah just another reminder if you're listening to this or watching um whether you use run walk intervals which is which is often known as like the Jeff Galloway method he he, olympian using the run walk interval method um you are a runner it doesn't matter if you run the whole 26.2 miles or you do regular run walk intervals or walk whenever you feel necessary you are a runner and you have run a marathon so congratulations danielle on crushing another marathon a trail marathon nonetheless and now when is your next one do you have one uh coming up here soon
1: I found a potential one. I'm waiting to hear back from the um, the race director because I can't even determine yet if she's a race director or not, because it's like one of those like people just let's go meet somewhere. But there's a name, there's a person, there's a contact. So in order for it to meet the specifications for the Marathon Maniacs, there has to be 15 people starting, 10 people finishing and a race director So I'm waiting for confirmation from her, from to receive an email back on the 20th. It's a race for the 20th if it meets those requirements. So if it does, I have a race on the 20th.
0: Okay. Which is like 15 days from now. So you could potentially have another marathon in in two weeks.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs)
0: I love that. And I, and I actually didn't know that for marathon maniacs for it to count, like there were certain specifications, but that makes sense that there would need to be certain speci- speci- specifications. So I know we talked about your go-to fuel. Um, how about your go-to apparel? If you notice we're both wearing our Brooks gear. I think that shirt that you're wearing is this one of the sprint sprint free lines. Is that correct? That's
1: Correct. They're my
0: favorite um, short sleeve tops. Yes. Yeah. I um, love those short sleeves and also the, they make it in long sleeve and tank. I love all those. Yes. The sprint free line. And uh-huh. then I've got my Brooks, uh, long sleeve run happy shirt and my new vest that I absolutely love. I love this
1: pink color, but so let's talk about your, our love for Brooks products, Brooks running. Uh, you know, me girl, I love my Brooks. I'm, I would say I'm a true fanatic for them and I have been stalking them. <laughs> religiously since I started wearing their gear um I love my Brooks yes and, well, also- and how
0: nice how nice that you live so close there in uh n- near Seattle Washington where Brooks is um where their main headquarters is we got to go to their trail is it called the trailhead store right is that what Mm -hmm. for the Seattle marathon when, when you and I were waiting for, um, Sandra fit, I run to catch up with us. Uh, we, I said, Danielle, come on, let's go do a photo shoot outside the
1: Brooks running trailhead store. And so we did, (laughs) it was great. Um, I do go down there and they do have the Seattle Brooks run club that meets twice a week. Um, I try to get down there as much as possible, but it's just one of those things that it's like just far enough away from me that it's Oddly, it's kind of inconvenient, but I try to hit them up about once a month for a group run. So mm-hmm. I love that and, so much. And then, you know, dearly chasing that beloved run happy team that is now the Brooks running collective team. I sadly did not get in for this year, though. Mm-hmm.
0: That's OK, because you're just going to keep trying, because that that is your middle name is that. You're pushing through. You will not quit and you'll keep giving it a go. So I love that.
1: I'm not going to take no until they say yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about what's up next for you. And I love that. People who have questions for you, Danielle, um, where can they reach
1: you? On Instagram is my preferred place Um, is wow. Wow. Danielle on Instagram is my favorite place to be reached. Okay. And then vital parting words for someone who's
0: watching, someone who may may not consider themselves a runner, um, someone who maybe has significant amount of weight to lose. And it just seems like that's very overwhelming to them. What advice would you give to that person who might be listening or watching right now?
1: If you are scared of the unknown, just jump just sign up just say yes to yourself and go for it it doesn't matter how long it takes you doesn't matter if you become a 100k runner right the simple act of saying yes and getting up and getting moving every day is the best advice i can give to someone is face the fear of the unknown and when you face the fear of the unknown it's life changing if i would have 3 years ago said no and said no i can't do that who knows where i would be today and that is my greatest advice is face the fear of the unknown and just start today don't wait for a time don't wait for xyz date to happen or this holiday or that holiday because life unfortunately is full of unexpected obstacles so when we just say yes we jump to it and we get going we learn to just push through that fear and the unknown and magical things can happen.
0: I love that so much. Thank you so much, Danielle. It was so good to get to see your face. Of course, it'd be so much better to see you in person, but I know that we will see one another in person soon enough. And again, just thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story. Um, I feel inspired knowing you and talking with you. So thank you again.
1: Well, thank you to my favorite pacer. And because of you, I have chosen to work towards becoming a six hour pacer. Um, You know, I have signed up, I've done the things and I just need to find some races locally enough to me that I can get to and to get that consistent time going to be consistent in that six hour mark. Cause you got to be consistent if you're a pacer. (laughs) That's right.
0: I love that so much. Uh, You're going to be an amazing pacer because you're an amazing person and runner as it is. So thank you again, Danielle. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Run Strong Run podcast. You can reach out to me on Instagram at runstrongrun or through my website at runstrongrun.com. You can support this podcast through a rating, review or share. Until next time, run strong and run happy.